0: Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett.
1: On this special bonus episode, what Big Pharma doesn't want you to know about the placebo effect. Here's the
2: thing. Trauma doctor that I met a couple, week and a half ago, I was telling him, I said, yeah, doctor wanted me to take this drug. And he says, don't do it. And I said, really? I'm thinking this is coming from a doctor. Don't do it. He says, do you know what the hardest thing for the pharmaceuticals to beat is? I said, no, I don't. The placebo. It runs 30%. They can't beat it. They have to twist the trials. They have to change the data. That way they can beat it. They have to beat a placebo or they can't market it.
0: Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serres. Pursuing the truth wherever it leads, exposing evil and corruption. The secret machinations of powerful elites revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from his studio beneath the stairs. Here's Richard Sarrat.
1: Welcome to a special bonus edition of Conspiracy Unlimited, Thursdays with Ronnie. Once a month on a Thursday, I'm joined by Ronnie McMullen, broadcaster, author, lecturer, and the founder of GetTheT.com. Hey, Ronnie McMullen, welcome back to Conspiracy Unlimited. How are you?
2: I'm doing great, how are you doing?
1: I mentioned to you a little bit off the air that I uh, I got a little too much sun. I'm feeling a little baked today. I was out at a track meet all day and I'm fair skinned and I have to watch it. I did slather on a little sunscreen, but it beats down on you and it tires me out. I'm not 100%, but we were saying earlier how we're so paranoid now about any sun exposure, nobody goes outside anymore. What's that all about?
2: Fear. Let's just call it what it is. It's fear. My question would be, and I, I know you are you know the answer, so I'll, I'll ask it anyway. Where does that fear
1: come from? The media certainly uh, harps on this idea about skin cancer rates, and if you get burned, you increase... Even just getting a bad sunburn one time, apparently, can dramatically increase skin cancer rates. And maybe that's true. I don't know. Skin cancer does seem to be on the rise. What's that all about? Is it the sun? I mean, 40, 50, 60 years ago, farmers were out in the sun all the time. But see,
2: the sun has changed, right? It's completely changed. It's a whole new sun, and we need to be scared of it, right? Right. See, I, I don't believe that. I'm with you. 40, 50 years ago, you were out in the sun. You had your shirt off. Oh, my gosh, I got fried. I got baked. You know, you peel like a snake and you do it again. And nobody ever talked about getting cancer. Skin cancer was, I mean, there was such thing as skin cancer then, but it was rare. So so why? Why is that? Is and it, we, we they, talk about the media, but is there another level that goes deeper than even the media? You tell me. <laughs> What if the doctors are trained? What if they're trained to give you fear? Hmm. See, we say, well, no, they're trained to help us. And if you're a doctor listening to this, I am not against doctors. I am totally for doctors. But I'm just not exactly happy about how you've been trained.
1: Why are they trained to make us afraid?
2: So we come back.
1: (laughs) So we listen to what they say. Right. So
2: let me give you the, the scenario.
1: Yeah, I went out and I, I was in the
2: sun dock too much and it, well, you don't want to do that. Really? Well, what could it, well, did you know you could get skin cancer? And do you know that so many people, this percentage of people die from skin cancer every year? Wow. Isn't it interesting how he just had the fact right there? But if you said well, can I can I see the clinical trials of, of all the stuff and can I, can I see the paperwork and the data from for all the information you're giving me? He'll look at you cross side And 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 one of the times I went and I saw a doctor. And I, he was telling me, well, this is this, and this is that. And I said, okay. And he goes, well, so you need to take this drug. I said, okay. I said, um, tell me what the side effects are. He was pissed. Well, you don't want to tell me the side effects of your drug? So interestingly enough, I, I, I attended this about a week and a half ago, some conferences that were uh, basically self-healing conferences. And sometimes those can get a little out of hand and crazy, and sometimes they're just awesome. And I, I got lucky and was able to go to a real awesome one. And... Self-healing is very interesting, and we won't go into that too much tonight, but so when you talk about self-healing, you're talking about changing the brain, and it was really interesting, the information I got, and sitting in front of me, I saw this guy, and I I just, I don't know, there's this weird thing, of, you know, I'm very intuitive, and he just seemed to click with me, even though we didn't even talk, and I just, so anyway, during the break, I went over and introduced myself, turns out he's a trauma doctor. And I was like, wow, yeah, I worked in ER and da-da-da-da-da and gave me his itinerary, and I was like, wow. And he says, you know, he says, "Uh, I had type 2 diabetes. And I said, wow, that's interesting, because I have that. Yeah, he says, I had that. And I said, had? Yeah, had. I said, oh, you don't have it anymore? No. So then I'm thinking, yeah, he just had a little bit of rise in his blood sugars. No big deal. He had it so bad he was not producing any insulin zero insulin. Hmm. He couldn't feel his feet from the neuropathy, got in a couple of car wrecks, little fender benders, couldn't, couldn't feel to stop the car. And I was like, but you're fine now. Yes, you don't have, he goes, Ronnie, I eat pizza four times a week. Now to a diabetic, we all know what that means. <laughs> Simple carbs, you're dead. Right, right. And he goes, I eat pizza four times a week. And I said, really, how did you do it? And he says, I'll tell you, but you're not gonna believe it. And we began to talk, meanwhile, You know, later on that day, I met a cardiologist (laughs) and we were talking and I'm finding it interesting. I'm like, this is a self-healing conference. Now, I did understand the type 2 diabetes trauma doctor, but the cardiologist was a straightforward, you know, from the Midwest. Yeehaw. This is the way we do things. And he was looking for more answers. And I thought, we're on the verge, Richard. We are on the verge of an awakening where people are going to take back their health and urgent cares and hospitals
1: are going to be empty oh wouldn't that that's, be great that's what i think is coming so this cardiologist now, um, was there to try and find out about the mind body yeah, connection be, yes he goes because
2: i have and i talked to him about it. i said you know for you to be here you need a clap offering you know <laughs> everybody needs a standing and and he was he was just the coolest guy and he says I'm i'm semi-retired and he says you know i've done a lot of heart transplants and surgeries and he says I just saw things with heart that made no sense to our
1: textbooks, and he says, I wanna find out. What, people reversing heart disease without drugs?
2: No, mostly um, how people would change. Why, in other words, somebody goes in, has a heart transplant, they never liked flowers, they come out, they love flowers.
1: right, right, like cellular memory kind of stuff. Yes,
2: and he was was like, you know, I I wanna know why. But he says, I'm also hearing in these talks that somebody can reset their body, and if they have cardiovascular damage, they will have it no more without ever going under the knife. That was his interest. He says, "I want to see if it's frou frou, I want to see if it's real." And he's and and see now there's a, they're starting to do studies, they're starting to do clinical trials. So with this, and and it's it it involves the placebo and the nocebo, it involves the 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 suggestibility of. And let me give you an example. So the suggestibility, so we watch here in the States, we watch this commercial that comes on and a guy's in his bed and he's like, oh, and they start talking about shingles. Yes. Oh, that's bad. And they go, boy, shingles is, you know, and they, and they do all the doctor stuff. So they, but they, they never advertise who they are. They just talk about shingles and they pull up his shirt and he has just got bloody lacerations all over his, his stomach, all over his chest and, and. They talk about how, you know, if you you have a low immune system, then you have this. If you've ever had chickenpox, this virus lives in you and it can happen any day. How can you get away from this? Meanwhile, the guy's
1: all
2: in doing all this. And they're doing this suggestibility because they're saying, hey, everybody's got a bad immune system. And you kind of nod and go, yeah, I probably do. Well, who says? Hmm. Who says you have a bad immune system? Well, I caught a cold last week. Okay, what kind of virus was that? How strong was that virus? Where did that virus come from? Because a lot of times we get sick and we're building our immune system through being sick.
1: The idea is they want you to rush out and get the the shingles vaccine, which is available now. My mother had yeah. shingles, not a really bad case, but I had I had chicken pox very late in life. I was in my late 30s, I got chicken pox. And so now, you know, I, I know people that have had shingles and I don't want to go through that. And of all the vaccines, and I, I'm, not a, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I, it's kind of a case-by-case thing. It's, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm 55. A vaccine, what's it going to do to me now? If I can spare myself shingles when I'm 75, maybe I will. So I guess I've sort of bought into that pharmaceutical suggestibility. Guilty. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but but that's it's great that you admit that it's it's and you know we all do. I mean you know seriously I mean this is not picking on you or anybody else. We all do this. We all go oh, really. You know I'll never forget the doctor when he took my blood. He goes, oh my gosh, your blood is blah blah blah, and he goes, you've got diabetes. And and I'd already heard that, and so he goes. Let me tell you something. You better do something about it. And this man knew nothing about my life. He didn't know how much I exercise. He didn't know what I was eating. He knew nothing, and he's sitting there ripping me. And I just thought, you have no right to rip me a new one. You do not. So I told him. I said, you know what? You need some bedside manners. Oh, I'm sorry. I've just seen so much. And I said, well, that's not. That's that sounds like a big fat excuse. I says, why don't you ask me a few questions before you barrel down on me? So it's interesting how the doctors react and 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 then this is another thing the doctors train so hard so long so they can be a physician but how long how much are they trained in nutrition Hmm. and usually it's a couple of months wait whoa whoa Whoa! roll the clocks back to the 20s and the 20s you know what they were using for medicine herbs right very little was synthesized now everything's synthesized We just came out with bee pollen in the company and that was the one thing they can't synthesize. But that shows you everything they're doing is they're trying to synthesize. They're trying to make their own. Why? You know, if you have an herb that does something and you have to make that herb and you're going to make it so-called better, you're not trying to really make it better. What you're trying to do is make it period so you can sell it and make money. It's all about money. And this is what, this is the, the, the crux of everything is like, I thought you doctors were here to me and there are good doctors. Trust me, there's very good doctors and there's doctors that see what's going on and they absolutely are, are, you know, thinking about getting out of it. They're like, this is crazy. I, I got in this, this business to help people, right? Not, to, not to be a part of the problem.
1: And there are good, there are good drugs, wouldn't you say some good drugs?
2: There are some good drugs, but they're overplayed. Mm. Some, you know, not all the good drugs, but in other words, there's drugs that are not good for you. You know, high blood pressure, cholesterol, very bad for you. drugs. These are very bad for you.
1: Yeah, it seemed like for a while, maybe still, doctors were set on getting everybody on one of these statin drugs. They wanted, yes. it's like they wanted the entire planet to be, everyone should be on statins as far as they were concerned. And I know yep. my, my brother was on statins for a while. He had to get off them. I mean, talk about the cure being worse than the disease. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. And my doctor did the same thing. Well, you need to have statin drug. I said, why? Well, your heart and you this and that, cause you have diabetes. And I said, you know, my blood pressure is great. Yeah, but this is this and this is that. And it turned out we start talking and he goes, he goes, you, you have all those, uh, you, you, you have an herb company, don't you? And I said, Yeah. And he says, "Hmm. He says, "You know what I think?" I said, "No, I'd be curious." Well, he goes, you know, coming from a point of being a cardiologist, he says, I would tell you that there are no supplements that work. Zero. Now, here's my question, Richard. Is there any suggestibility there? <laughs> <laughs> he says, "None." And he says, and he says, "And I'll tell you what." I'll make you a bet. He says, and I don't want to make you, this was, I couldn't believe this was coming out of a so-called physician that's supposed to be helping people coming out of his mouth. But this is truth, what he said. He said, you know, I'd like to make you a bet. He says, I would like to bet you, he says, and I don't want a little $100 bet. I'm thinking like, maybe a thousand or $5,000 bet. And you put up one of your products against one of mine. Now, of course, mine will be a pharmaceutical and let's see which one wins. Let's see which one
1: does the best. He was being hostile.
2: And I said, well, Okay. I said, and I started thinking about that. And, and he, I was, it was kind of like, you know, when your daddy's getting ready to spank you, you mm-hmm. kind of, kind of have that, you know, I noticed I had that. I was like this, you know, like, what, what, and I'm thinking in my bank of, of products, you know, what could I, what could I bet? But, but I'm just this little kid that's, that's being, you know, spanked right now. And it turns out his wife worked for a pharmaceutical company and she was a salesman and later on I thought you know and I didn't do it because I thought I'm going to lower my frequency by just being a part of this guy but I thought to myself I should have took one of my you know my Allison advance I should have took that in and said yeah I'll tell you what you, you don't want to do piddly bets like one or five thousand why don't we do a fifty thousand dollar bet and let's see let's, let's put this up against your drug here's the thing trauma doctor that I met a couple week and a half ago this is what he said to me blew me away he says i was telling him i said yeah doctor wanted me to take this drug and he says don't do it and i said really i'm thinking this is coming from a doctor don't do it And he says do you know what the hardest thing for the pharmaceuticals to beat is i said no i don't the placebo it runs 30 percent. they can't beat it they have to twist the trials they have to change the data that way they can beat it. They have to beat a placebo or they can't market it.
1: In other words, a sugar pill does as much or more in some cases as the actual medication.
2: Yes, almost all the time. And so if they can beat, whether it's remanufacturing the data or whatever they're doing, if they can beat 30%, then they then they get to market the product.
1: Oh, that's what they have to do. They have to. They have to beat the placebo they have to be and it has to be effective. a double
2: blind a double blind or a triple blind test and so and of course you've got the FDA in this you've got you know so we have a sy- system that's broken down and we're supposed to be just I guess absorb all this and do, go trust our doctors and I, I just think to myself th- this is crazy now again if and, and, and this trauma doctor said this he says you know what if you get in a car crash you really want a doctor <laughs> you really want a doctor there because they can do so much good
1: they are they're great at putting broken bodies back together
2: yes and sewing you up and whatever you know or if you have a major heart attack and, and this cardiologist talked about this too you know he says you know if you want to have a major heart attack you really want me there and i i'm not going to argue with that i'm like yeah absolutely um, you, you're not going to grab an herb out of the closet, take an herb, and go. Okay, I'm better now. <laughs> you know, I'm having a major heart attack, but I'm good. Right. Um, it's not going to happen. But what if there was a system that reset our body, and our body showed the reset? And this is where this is where I'm diving in, where I'm trying to learn because I love I love my products, and I I work so hard to get my products to a place where they very much help people but we're still sometimes even with the supplements we're not getting to the cause we're still somewhat of a band-aid here this will help you this will get you better and, and it does but I you know I like the word heal and supplements don't heal I mean some can help you greatly
1: or prevent but,
2: or prevent absolutely prevent but They don't take the big H word. So I'm thinking, what is that? And you know, most disease comes from an emotional state. When our emotions are crazy,
1: our body's crazy. You know, that's interesting you mentioned that. I'm talking over the back fence to a neighbor who has lung cancer. And she Mm. said, I never smoked a day in my life. She says, I never drink. And she said, you know, why me? And she said, she asked her doctor and he said, maybe stress. Mm. That's an emotion.
2: Yes. And where does the stress come from? And you just go from there. I noticed, and this was really interesting, one of the first things they teach you in self-healing is breathing. And, you know, I've heard this for, I bet you I've heard the breathing thing for 10 years, you know, and how much have I obeyed the breathing thing? Uh, About 1%. And, you know, all the yoga breathing, you know, breathing techniques, so on and so forth, you know, breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth, so on and so forth. And you feel like a guru, at least I did, you know. I got to be that macho guy, racing motorcycles. and Okay, oh, I'm going to start breathing. Yeah, okay. So, um, but anyway, when you get sick, it's funny what you'll do when you're sick. You go, hmm, maybe maybe I had to look into that thing that's been knocking on my door for 10 years. So, I started breathing, just doing the breathing exercises. And guess what? All the stress that was in my neck, in my back, I mean, literally so much stress, it would pop my back, I'd have to see a chiropractor. Push you so far out that you have to go see a chiropractor and i realize with the breathing techniques and you need to do them you can't you can't just go oh i did it
1: once and it was pretty good you know you you you've got to do it well, it's true because we we don't breathe do we it's we're so shallow with our breathing we're not Perfect. we're not yes swallowing the air the way we should be
2: no we're doing
1: <laughs> yeah
2: now does that sound if you listen to that <laughs> What does that sound like? If you just had to, you know, listen over the phone and say, is that guy stressed? I'd probably be like, absolutely. Yeah. But if you heard, is that guy stressed? You'd probably, no, he sounds pretty relaxed. Which one is going to produce the stress and which one's not? Right, right. And stress, and boy, you go look up stress, holy cow, meow, Woo. it'll kill you.
1: Too there much? are people. Yeah.
2: There, there are. There are young people in their thirties, in their thirties, having massive heart attacks that have cardiovascular that's impeccable, and they're having it because
1: of stress. Hmm. Isn't that sad? You, you were talking about the placebo uh, earlier. What about what is the nocebo? What's that all about?
2: The nocebo is. I'll use my doctor. So you, I tell my doctor, he knows my condition, blah, 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 blah. And he goes, well, you know, there's not many diabetics like you. You work out, you do this, you do that. You're just unlucky. You're going to be like this the rest of your life. There's your nocebo. That's the to say, you can't get out. It's a done deal. Let me give you an example. There was a, a UCLA study back in the 50s. A lot of people heard this story, but a, a guy... Um, had lymphoma cancer, and so he had tumors the size of oranges in his armpits, in his neck, um, in his in his groin, I mean, very uncomfortable. He heard about this drug, and I won't even mention the drug, but he heard about this drug, and he, he told his doctor, he said, hey, doc, he says, I heard about this drug, and it, and it deals with lymphoma cancer, and it's supposed to be really awesome and help people and blah, blah, blah. He says, can we get this? And so the doctor looked it up and tried to contact people and said, you know, there's only certain amount of hospitals that get this. It's a trial still and its trial basis. No, doc, please, please do whatever you can, you know, and he says, you, these are for people that only have maybe three months to live and just, just please, please. So the doctor was able to get it and he, he gave him this shot, gave him the drug. And in three days, (laughs) his tumors completely started eating away, you know, like butter on a, on a, hot, on a hot pan. Mm-hmm. Just started going bye-bye, and he felt great, and he went home. Much to his surprise, he read this article, and he, this article said that this drug wasn't doing very well. It was having a lot of struggles. He turned around, and he got these, these cancer balls started coming back. So he goes to his doctor, he's back into the doctor, and the doctor thought, you know, let me try something never tells the guy he says hey just so you know yeah that drug might have not done really well but i put back this super perfected drug it's the same drug but it is the it's the cat's meow this is the one they didn't really this is this is it blah 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 and made this big deal so the guy goes okay okay he goes are you up for it we'll we'll shoot it into you are you up for it yeah i'm up for it yeah oh yeah yeah okay because you you got to be ready to go this thing's gonna this gonna knock your socks off we're gonna hit a home run Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He put distilled water inside of him, shot him in with a distilled water. The guy completely got better. All of his cancer tumors, gone. History. Three months later, an article comes out and says, this drug is absolutely, if we found the makers of the drug. It's totally a scam. It's mineral water with this, that, and the other. And they're being put in jail. They're being indicted, blah, 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 all of this. The guy saw that. Two days later, he was dead.
1: Oh, my. That's the nocebo.
2: (laughs) Yes, and it shows you the placebo and the nocebo in the same story. Yeah. He thought the stuff was going to work. It did work. His body changed. And as soon as he believed this other belief, oh, my gosh, it doesn't work. That's what they're saying. Boom. This is the power of our mind. So people i think are starting to come together and learning and we need to learn the suggestibility of it's like when the media says something do we believe everything the me-
1: do we believe what nancy pelosi says really <laughs> you know i mean seriously if she said the gonna- sky was blue i'd have to seriously consider that it was red
2: I know. I'd be with you. I'd be right there. We'd both be looking up. Well, oh, I, I think I see red. Don't you? <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's. It's. I mean. And this is really where the pharmaceutical companies' their tentacles have gotten so far out there that I think they are in use of the media. They pay the media, and the media says. And if the media said, you know, oh, this drug right here was this that way, you know, people would detect it. But they, would, they put these little innuendos, just like the vaccine company put the innuendos. You couldn't even tell the first commercial with the guy with all, all bloody on his chest and his, and his stomach. You couldn't even tell that was a, a commercial for vaccines because they don't have to tell you what the side effects are if they don't advertise a product.
1: Uh, so they right. would
2: put another commercial following, and it would have the company, and it would talk about it, and it wouldn't have all the bloodies. So, the suggestibility went really straight hardcore and then they come and bring their name in and here's the deal. And you think about the vaccines like you were talking about the vaccine that you were looking into and I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But the biggest thing we need to ask when we look at these vaccines or we look at anything, okay, is what are the side effects? What is in this vaccine besides what you're telling me? And when you find out there's mercury (laughs) and there's – I've heard the rumors of so many things, so I I don't want to quote them because maybe they're wrong. It could be the conspiracy thing. But there's some things in there that shouldn't be in there. So why are we having all these other things inside of a so-called vaccine? It's like the MMR um, vaccine, you know, and they they press this uh, measles issue. And, you know, now they even have a term for us to say, hey, maybe I don't want to have a vaccine – uh, what did you call it earlier? The anti-vaxxers. Somebody, anti-vaxxer. Anti-vaxxers, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, we're we're anti. That's that's a tough, you know, that's like anti-Christ, anti, right? Yeah. yeah. Anti they they make sure they put a heavy-duty word where so that we go oh, I don't want to be an anti-vaxer.
1: Right. It's like no. the de- now people who don't believe in man-made climate change are deniers.
2: Oh, is that what we are? Yes. Oh, cuz I'm a denier.
1: Right. <laughs> but you know that's a loaded term right holocaust denier
2: right.
1: climate change denier that's odious we get named. that's odious oh yeah
2: it's no different than Trump's racist right right let's just let's just name him let's can't just give get, him yeah, names
1: yeah and you can't get out from under that
2: and there's no proof yeah there's no evidence they don't use evidence in Hollywood you know so so you just get these names put on you and you have to carry them the rest of your life well I'm sorry you go ahead and take those vaccines. That's fine. I mean, you know, my daughter, you know, I have my grandson and and she she knows all the truth about vaccines, but on the same token, she's like, you know, dad, what if? And I said, I agree. What do you want to do? What do you think I ought to do? And I said, you know, you got to go from your heart. You know, something that, you know, one of the old vaccines, if, it, if they haven't changed it, you know, mumps and all that stuff, I, yeah, maybe you need to do that. But, you know, all, every new vaccine, flu vaccine, you know, I mean, they have a vaccine for everything, you know. Yeah.
1: The don't go be, blind vaccine, you know. <laughs> there were, well, that's, it, it used to be, you know, you would get your diphtheria, tetanus. Yep. Um, what did they mix in there with? Uh, um,
2: there was one more. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, oh, whooping, um, the croup, uh, protusis, uh, protusis, protusis, yeah, yeah, it was the, the whooping cough and uh, so there was three on the schedule then there was six and then there was nine and i think there's something like 72 vaccines now out there that uh, they would they, they recommend or suggest you have every letter in the you know the hepatitis a b c d all the way to z uh,
2: <laughs> right ask me what the cash cow is
1: for pharmaceutical companies well, I have an idea, but you tell me, what's your what's the figure? How much is big pharma, are we talking global, globally? Globally. Yeah. Vaccines. Gotta be. Vaccines oh, is vaccine. the cash cow. It's got to be close to a trillion dollars.
2: Oh, it's just, I don't even know the number. I don't even know the number. I just know that's their cash cow. That's the one they make the most profit on is yeah. vaccines. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting too with the vaccines, you know, first of all, now we have what YouTube helping us and let's pull it down off of YouTube because they said something about anti-vaccine, you know, I, and I think in what, it's kind of like watching the um, NFL players get involved in politics. You just kind of go,
1: aren't you paid to play football? Yeah, exactly.
2: That's what I thought you were, but you know, but you're telling me what we, what we need to do and what law we need to follow and who we need to have president. I'm, I'm thinking you were paid to play football. No, nope, no, nope, I'm pretty positive about it. I think that $32 million was to play football, not politician. But everything's changed, you know. Everything's changed. There, it seems that everything has been corrupted in some fashion or some form.
1: Well, here's and, what and I, I don't get about, you know, and again, I, I never tell people not to take a vaccine. I think it's a case-by-case basis. You look into yeah. what are the ingredients, what are the risks, but – the same people that run around saying it's my body you can't do this to me you can't tell me what to do with my body my body my rights oh you don't think that you should be forced to take a vaccine you're an anti-vaxxer <laughs> i can't right i can't quite reconcile right. that oh yeah yeah
2: no it's 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 a strange world out there and and you know, they always the whole conspiracy thing, you know, uh, I think Bush coined that whole thing, conspiracy theory, and, and kind of set the lines in the sand for, for that whole issue, especially after the 9-11. But I think it's, you know, this is my take, and, and it's definitely conspiracy, but I can borderline prove it, is I think the pharmaceutical companies are running our government, um, not maybe not fully, but definitely have a chunk in it. I think they're uh, flying the planes, dropping the viruses and uh because think about it every time you at least in my area i live in arizona and the clouds there won't be any clouds it'd be sunny we're supposed to have sun in arizona that's what we're known for and all of a sudden we're having these foggy days and but it's still warm and and as soon as we have these foggy days and all these planes fly by with all their stuff i call it poop they have all this poop in the air within the next three or four days urgent care is full and you go, you know, we have colds and viruses and everything else, things that you shouldn't be getting in the summer. And I just go, so is my opinion, whacked as it might be, <laughs> no, but it's my opinion that they are putting the viruses and all this inside of these planes, dropping the stuff, and uh, using the media and just giving us nothing but drugs. We're just all drug users this way. And 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 if we step outside of that box and we say, no, I, I don't want to do this, I. I think I'm not going to get a vaccine, or I, I think I'm going to try to self heal, or I'm going to go into the nutrition idea, whatever the case may be. Most doctors cannot tell you what is even nutritious. You know, oh, eat your vegetables. Okay, which one? E- eat your vegetables. Right. I'm asking you which one would be most powerful for my condition. <laughs> and they can't answer it. So, well, I heard broccoli's good. Yeah, but broccoli's not number one in vitamins now, is it, doctor? <laughs> so so you, you get to this point, you know, and I, I'm, I don't know, I've seen the, the wheel play a little bit, so I, I'm, I might be a little harsh. So if you're a doctor out there, I apologize. Uh, hopefully you can laugh with me, but there are, I, unfortunately, I've seen some really not so good doctors in my life and you just kind of go, hey, where's the compassion? You know, I think every doctor should have compassion. And if he, you know, if you come in and you have a problem, even if you have a sprained ankle, I need to go, wow, I bet you that hurts him. What can I do to help him? That, that to me is what the attitude needs to be. And these doctors, they're just facing a computer screen, which that's not their fault. That's that's the system. They just face this computer. Hi, Bob. How are you? No, I, I'm really go by Robert. Oh, it's not written here. It's written Bob. You know, it's one of those things. Right. It's not putting your hand out and shaking his hand. Yeah. It's
1: not patient-centered. No, no. So what are you doing for your type 2 diabetes? Well, I developed some stuff.
2: um, Some stuff, man. I developed a supplement that helps me greatly, um, and that works very well. I have not been on uh, drugs for diabetes in a very long time. But um, emotions, you know, our childhood plays a huge part not that we need to blame our parents or, or blame our childhood or whatever, but emotions get stored and sometimes we don't remember things in our body. Uh, you know, the word disease, dis-ease. Our body starts showing up and they have started to relate a lot of diseases with emotional stuff. So I've already tried everything this, this under the sun to help with diabetes, but I never addressed the emotion. And and it was interesting because clear back last September, I had a plane crash in my backyard. Wow. And uh, it was very interesting. And, and unfortunately, the pilot didn't make it. And, um, you know, there's some people in my backyard at the time. And luckily, they did make it, but they had some stuff go on as well as I did because I was sitting there and watched the whole thing. And uh, he crashed into my garage, rolled, cartwheeled into my backyard, and then. The plane went on fire, and it was pretty traumatic. Um, he was a fighter pilot. I mean, you know, his record was impeccable. And I just thought to myself, why did this happen? But one of the things that happened is uh, they diagnosed me with PTSD after that um, because I started getting tremors and um, panic attacks and, you know, all this kind of really heavy garbage and so um, one of the things they said is, you know, you need to go to a counselor. And I said, I'm not going to a counselor. I'm fine, you know. But after you've had a panic attack or two, you kind of go, no, nah, I, I think I'll go to a counselor. Mm-hmm. Well, along on the shore, she says, you know what? She goes, the plane crash was the breaking of things that were in you. That was like the last straw. But that's not what caused everything. And through time, I realized different emotions, different things that's gone on, you know, traumas in your life. And I found that breathing through some of those traumas um, sounds really crazy, but it it works. I mean, it literally, your body holds on to memory. Your body's memory. We're 70% water. So your body's memory and it holds on to memory. And so if you have a trauma, it's holding on to that. And that disrupts your, your little pharmacology that's inside of your body. Things start running wrong. And, you know, most people that hold on to hate and anger and, and uh, you know, all this stuff, they, they end up with cancer. Why? You know, people that are depressed, you know, they have inflammation, they have all anxiety disorders, and, you know, there's so much stuff. And, and when, you, when you strip away everything, you know, you can take pills for it, but the doctor – and think about this. The doctor never – if you go, hey, doctor, I, I came in because I have a real bad stomach ache today. Doctor says, Oh, okay. Well, here's a pill you can take. And well, you, you, do you have diarrhea? Are you vomiting? No, no, I just really hurting, you know, right here. Yeah, yeah, take this pill and you're going to be fine. You know, take it for a few weeks and, you know, and maybe two months, whatever. And let's see how it goes and come back and let me, let me see. That doctor never one time said, So what's going on in your life? Well, I'm getting a divorce and it's really nasty. Hmm. See, we don't realize that the emotions are causing us to do something in our body. And when we address the emotions, when we breathe through emotions and there's, you know, there's quite a bit of things to do, then you find yourself release and you release the memory of the trauma and guess what? Your body resets. Your body resets. And people are starting to learn this. And there's a doctor that's actually, his name is Dr. Joe Dispenza, and he's leading a whole movement of changing things that in your body, in your body chemistry, so, and people are walking out of some of his um, uh, seminars and, and some of his workshops, people with MS, they're walking out, and they're totally fine. People with diabetes, totally fine. People with cancer tumors, totally walking out, no more tumors. Um it's over the charts. And, and I mean, it's not one or two, it's quite a few people. And because he's a smart guy, he's documenting all this. So now he has these trials that he's putting together. And, you know, that's quite expensive. But if people understand this and they get taught this, <laughs> the lines at the uh, hospital are going to get empty. Wouldn't we can't that have be something? that. We can't have that.
1: <laughs> you know, uh, I'm a I'm a big believer in uh, the uh, the Formula Thirteen uh, teas. I love the pomegranate. I've talked about it endlessly, uh, just because I love. Hey, uh, my wife is Greek. I love pomegranates. What can I say? But uh, tell me about and I, oh, the, of course, the Life Change tea, which I'm I'm on that regimen as well. But t- tell me about Take Down tea, glucose support. Take Down tea is what
2: I originally formulated. Um, for me, and I was the guinea pig. You know when you take a pill, you you don't always get the full uh, benefit of that pill because your di- depends on your digestion. It de- depends on a lot of factors. So most of the time you're running forty to sixty percent of what that pill is. So if you're a thousand milligrams of vitamin C, you're going to get four to six hundred milligrams that'll actually go into you unless you have a perfect digestive tract, which there are a few of us that have that. Um, so I knew that the best way to get things into your body is through liquid. Liquid is the way to go. So I formulated take down tea and, uh, unfortunately I have to be careful how I say things. So I'll just say it this way. It helps support and maintain a healthy glucose level.
1: There we go. Your blood sugars. Yes. Yes.
2: And, and I took it and it, let me tell you how it works now. (laughs) There you go. It's, we're done. How does it work now? Okay. And you literally, but what I've found is um, a lot of times, you know, before I had this tea on the market, I I actually um, had a few diabetics and I said, you know, here, um, I want you to try this. I, I just gave them the tea. Just try this and and tell me what you think, you know? One gal, eh, didn't see any change at all. And I was like, huh. So I said, well, what was your blood sugar before you took the tea? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> And I said, you didn't take a blood reading before you drank the tea? No. Do you take one after you drank the tea? Mm-mm. So how can you know if the tea works if you're not taking your blood? So, you know, everybody – and then I've – finally now I have emails where they go, oh, my gosh, this is working. But it works now. It, you're not waiting. You and, and what's really cool is I always tell people, I said, you know, take down tea tastes like pumpkin pie. Ooh. Wow. I mean, it's. I'm a big it's, fan. <laughs> it, it's good. It's really good. But if you're wanting to have a, a natural support system that tastes like pumpkin pie,
1: Takedown is is your baby. Just take it off the shelf and use it. All right. So we've got the Takedown tea. We've got the Formula Thirteen tea. We have the Life Change tea. All at GetTheTea.com. Ronnie, always a great pleasure. Thank you so much, my friend. Talk soon. Okay, before I dim the lights in my little studio beneath the stairs, I'll be back to tell you what's on tap for the next episode of Conspiracy Unlimited. If you're a fan of this podcast or my weekly radio program, The Conspiracy Show, or my YouTube channel, Strange Planet, I hope you'll consider becoming an official donor. A donation of $50 a month places you in the star chamber, $20 a month is the whistleblower tier, and a donation of just $10 per month makes you a truth seeker. Star Chamber and whistleblower members can participate in an exclusive monthly online chat or video conference with me, and all donors are entered into a monthly draw for Strange Planet merchandise. Any monthly amount is welcome and greatly appreciated. To become an official donor, go to patreon.com forward slash StrangePlanet, patreon.com, forward slash strange Planet. Coming up Friday, haunted objects from the Titanic and other shipwrecks. Steve Santini, the author of Paranormal Waters. Until then, I'm Richard Serrett. So long for now